Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Adam, the Blompier, Blompier, Blomp. I I was trying to come up with a nickname on the fly, and I I didn't. I, I you, just said your name several times. Yeah, you used my surname as mm. my middle name. Thanks, yeah. Pete. Hi, yeah, everyone. I, sorry, I tr- I tried. I'm not I'm not with it today. I think we were both just saying just before we went on air, we both did not get good night's sleep yesterday. So prepare no. for a tired podcast today. It's <laughs> going to be bit, a good one. It's going to be a bit of whinging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, we uh, let's talk about NXT, uh, where we're going to be talking about what presumably is Matt Riddle's final match. What an epic send off it was for him before his journey to the main roster. Here's the show. what is reportedly Matt Riddle's possible final match in NXT because he's supposedly going up to the main roster very soon. And this was in the um, fight pit. Pit fight? I've forgotten what it is already. It's one of those two. It was a cage fight last week, and then they changed it. Fit fit fight pit. Fit pite. God, (laughs) this is a good intro, isn't it? It's Um, a cage fight, Pete. It's a cage fight, but they kept calling it the fight pit. The fight, well. yeah, NXT's fighting pit. It's basically just a big lion's den. They did what we said they do. Yeah, Yay. lion's den. We were right. Yeah, uh, th- I thought it was a really cool uh, cage in and of itself. It had no ropes on the outside, which made it feel very, very different uh, from a normal ring. 
and they just had the cage as it was and then like a platform all around the ring at the top which i mm. really really enjoyed i thought it made it look very unique very different and its own kind of unique map stipulation uh and yeah it, it came out it was an awesome awesome match i really really love this match between uh thatcher and riddle and uh, built off a, what I thought was a pretty good story. And I think they told a really good story throughout this match in and of itself as well. Starting off with them just trying to like take each other down as it was. Eventually started getting into the more kind of flashy side of it. You know, springboarding off the cage to hit kicks and going up to the top platform and doing sentons and things like that. And even things like getting in like a knee bar with Riddle kind of hanging off the edge of the platform at the top with Thatcher getting in that knee bar I thought was, uh, you know, a brilliant spot. Um, there was a really uh, interesting spot at the start of this match, which I think we we want to we want to talk about first, which was just before the first ad break. Um, uh, Matt Riddle kind of came off the side of the cage, hit a kick onto Thatcher, and then as he was down, did like a, a PK to his face. Essentially, uh, the cameras then cut away, and we see Thatcher pouring blood from his mouth. We see him scrambling on the mat and picking up supposedly his teeth from the floor and the commentator is like oh my god that's his teeth and he goes over to a doctor that's outside the cage and they're checking his mouth and shining a light so you can see all the blood in his mouth which was a, a great visual i love that and uh and then they're like can you still fight and he goes yes and then it cuts to an ad break and then when they come back they're wrestling you have some thoughts about this spot don't you adam yeah it looked really fake <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was a fun angle. I thought it made the match seem bigger, which in turn made Matt Riddle seem bigger because the fact that it's his big send-off wasn't real, I don't think, not at all, which made me wonder where they got the teeth from, whether or not they just, you know, they're at the performance center, someone takes a tumble, and it's like, oh, we'll need those. It's, it's, it's Cesaro's from yeah, all exactly. that time ago. They've just kept it. <laughs> Do you have my teeth? <laughs> no. There's a little Simpsons reference for you, Pete. Uh, so I think this has been done primarily because, bless their cotton socks, WWE uh, have always been keen on cosmetic enhancements for their wrestlers. It's mostly been uh, the ladies, of course, uh, with certain mm. uh, cosmetic enhancements you can get. But I think it'd be just like, hey, Thatcher, welcome to the roster. When are you going to sort your teeth out? Because he's a he's an amazing wrestler. We know this, but he's got easily the worst mouth of teeth in the entire roster. Uh, so I'm assuming this was done just so they could write him off TV for a little bit and get him to have some like some work done. I don't, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't really believe for a second that actual teeth flew out of his mouth. Happy to be no. proven wrong, uh, but no. The way that they set it up with the PK, uh, with his back very clearly to the camera, the fact there was a cutaway, the fact that yeah. So it just seemed like <laughs> did Kurt Angle just have a load of teeth in his <laughs> just ready to give to Thatcher, uh, like. Wrestling's all smoke and mirrors anyway, and I understand why they do it. I, I do think Thatcher's teeth are a little distracting. I, I say that as a as a man with perfect teeth myself. Of course. Ding, etc. Ding, ding indeed. Uh, your teeth are also <laughs> excellent, Pete. They're, they're fine. They look okay on the webcam. If you see them in person, they're not that good. Um, but uh, I think that's quite interesting, but I, I I think it might be a different way. I think it might be a reason for them to justify why Thatcher has teeth missing. I think they might keep his mouth as it is, 
but they can say, oh, you see that that gap in his teeth? That's from Matt Riddle. That, even though he clearly had that gap beforehand, I think they're probably just going to say, nope, that was, that was Matt Riddle. That, he did that. Look at that. Look at those horrible teeth. And they can build that into his heel persona and he'll have that as like a, you know, like a mark of the, the trials that he's been through. Personally, I quite like the teeth missing. I think it really lends itself to Thatcher's character. I think it, when he comes down and he's got his mouth open, he's walking down to the ring, like storming down to the ring like he did on his entrance in this match and like taking his jacket off. I think he looks super duper cool. And I'm like, I really don't want to fight that guy because it looks like he's in, been in about 70 fights already today. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all on board the Thatcher train at this point. And Thatcher did end up winning this match in what I thought was a, a cool finish, which was he repeatedly tried to get on the uh, chokehold onto Riddle. Riddle kept trying to throw him off. He managed to to get him off one time. He did a sent on with another one. But as he did that sent on, while he was kind of sitting there after the sent on, Thatcher just got up again and just grabbed in the chokehold once again and just dragged him down and didn't let go. And Riddle, and Riddle passed out. I thought it was a great sell from Riddle as well, just completely like passing out. And then as soon as he gets woken up, he's like, "Wait, what? What happened?" Like. Huh? Like, and just completely being unaware of everything that transpired before. I thought it was, it was a really cool sell on Riddle's part. Very curious to see what happens with Riddle. If he does go to the main roster now, I, I thought it was a great send-off, though. If it is his last match, I thought it's a great, a great way for Riddle to go off. And a spot we can see on the screen now, hitting the, the floating bro, which is still one of the worst move names in history, uh, off the top of the cage onto Thatcher was really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I love this match. Yeah, I, I, I liked it too. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not an MMA guy. Uh, the MMA portion of the match, I understand why they had to have it in there. These guys showing true cred. Uh, but for me, like WWE all the way. Uh, so the stuff that when they got onto the scaffolding, I thought that was good. Like the, yeah, the T-spot, like a bit of story. I thought that was that was fun too. Uh, Kurt Angle, by and large, not really needed, but no. probably probably drew, you know, some mainstream eyes to the program. So his 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 presence benefited both men, which I thought was uh, the important thing. I will say, is that like five people who have a rear sleeper hold as their finisher in WWE now? Because it's mm -hmm. like there's variations on it, but you got Asuka, Shayna, Samoa Joe, Karrion Cross, mm -hmm. uh, Timothy Thatcher. Just like they're so. I'm probably missing some, and I'm sure they're all different in like a tiny way. Like one puts your arm like that, and one does it in there, but the other one does it in there. I know, but like they all look the same. <laughs> um, I just think that's interesting how, yeah, like, suddenly there's this huge resurgence of the sleeper hold. That was because that's mm. what, um, that was a big finish of a match recently, wasn't it? Someone else was put to sleep. It was uh, John Moxley, Brody Lee. That's, there you uh, go. There you yeah. go. Well, I, I thought I didn't even think this came across as that was Thatcher's finisher necessarily because he's been putting over the uh, Kirifuda, Kirifuda clutch, bleh, the Fujiwara armbar. He's been doing that in previous weeks. I'm still thinking that that's his finisher, but this was just a way to beat Riddle. I think it was kind of like a a move that he did. I don't think it's necessarily going to be his finisher. At least I don't want it to be his finisher, just because I think the the armbar really it's still an armbar several other people have armbars as finishes but i think it his version of it looks so brutal and so good that i think it really sets him apart from others uh, so i really hope he does keep the armbar what do you think about um 
having this match type as like Thatcher's gimmick matches, his thing that he can do for big matches at some point down the line with other feuds that he enters as his own gimmick match to set him apart from everyone else in NXT. Yeah, I like it. I, I like the idea of people having their signature match. I love the idea of Undertaker Singh being Boneyard going forward. I love, obviously, Firefly Funhouse. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like it's not, it's not the Ambrose Asylum. So uh, I do think that <laughs> I do think there's legs on it. Also, like it's not a sort of it's a sort of thing that you can bring out slightly more regularly because it is just yeah, it's just a big MMA fight. And then you know, I think we're going to see an increase of like hybrid MMA style athletes coming into wwe rather than the decrease especially when t- uh, triple h takes over i think so mm. i think having this sort of thing in their back pocket also it's another toy you can sell in it so i definitely think they're going to keep it around um but speaking of someone who uses an armbar <laughs> as a finisher <laughs> hey Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Great segue. Uh, Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, the Cruiserweight tournament. uh, The show actually kicked off with this triple threat between Kushida, Jake Atlas, and Drake Maverick, which was the finals of Group A, uh, winner of the match going on to face Elijo del Fantasma uh, in the finals of the tournament overall. Um, And of course, the story they're telling is Drake Maverick, ultimate underdog, uh, and he managed to sneak out the victory in this one, which I thought was a really cool spot which was Kushida uh, having the armbar onto Jake Atlas. Uh, Maverick crawls over while Kushida's kind of lying back in the armbar. Maverick crawls over and pins Atlas 
with one hand over him, gets the victory. But at the same time, we see after the fact, Atlas was actually tapping while Maverick got the pin, which the referee didn't see because Maverick was pinning. I thought it was a, a genius spot. I thought it was really, really inventive. Maverick gets the win. Kushida stays strong. And honestly, you'd think that would make Jake Atlas look weak, but he really didn't. I, I mean, here's a probably not so hot take. I think Jake Atlas is really, really good. Uh, in previous weeks, I thought he'd been good. You know, I thought he'd been pretty good. But I mean, everyone in NXT is good. Pretty much everyone in NXT is pretty good. In this match, I thought he looked amazing. I thought he looked really, really good. Some of the spots he did were really cool. His timing was spot on. I was really impressed with Jake Atlas uh, in this match in particular. And yeah, Kushida stayed strong. Drake Maverick ekes out the win. And then in a backstage promo afterwards as well, Drake Maverick was saying, look, I want to do the honorable thing. If we need to do another match with Kushida, that's fine. Whatever, whatever happens. But then Kushida comes in and says, no, you won. You go ahead and you do that match and you win that. Uh, and then he says, you know, uh, if I when I win, uh, Kushida, you'll, you'll get the first shot. Um, pure pure baby face uh i th for me this is my match of the night like i i loved this just because i for all you know for all of the ickiness aside i'm just super invested in drake maverick as a character because he is a kind of fairly rare kind of face in wwe as in uh and it seems to be the only kind of the only kind of people who can be this kind of faces are the underdogs. Uh, like mm. Daniel Bryan is the only other person I can think of who is this earnest, just decent human being. Like, he, like Drake Maverick's just humble. He's just like, I want it. Yeah, I want to do the right thing. He's not like John Cena being just like, and I'm going to punk you out, Jack, who reached the top of the mountain because I got business to set, you know, to take care of, uh, you know, that kind of shtick. He's just like, well, look, I, I understand the situation we're in. I'm happy to have a one-on-one -on -one match with Kushida. If, and Kushida comes along, gifts him, essentially. So <laughs> Kushida loses nothing. Uh, Kushida gifts him, essentially, the title shot. And then Maverick says, okay, in, in, you, know, you, you get the first shot after that. And it's just like, oh, what decent... What decent yeah. guy. I'm rooting for you because you seem really nice. Exactly, it's, yeah. It's an unusual feeling for WWE. Yeah, it's it's so rare that you get this kind of organic babyface reaction to someone who's just organically a babyface. It was what they had with Johnny Gargano before they turned him heel. It, he was just a guy who seemed quite humble. He was the underdog, and he just wanted to do his best and try and get those wins. And now he's heel. Boo -hiss. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I'm Like you said, I'm really invested in the Drake Maverick story. I'm slightly concerned, though, that that story is going to end with Phantasma turning heel and Drake Maverick's going to go and it's going to be sad times because we've got so invested in this story. <sighs> um, uh, it I'm may, staying optimistic yeah. for now. Come on, Drake Maverick. So I think the the yeah the evil kidnapping thing is going to feature in this in this final. Uh, I think that's definitely going to be the case. And it, yeah, it's a case of who's turning heel. El Hio seems the obvious choice. Which makes me actually worried oh, no. it's going to be Drake. I don't think so because that doesn't make any sense because they haven't gotten involved in like any of Drake's matches. It, it, yeah. It's a, it's it's the most core. It's the corniest kind of swerve, one that makes no sense. Like in swerve the build-up at all. Yeah, because it makes sense with El Hio de Fantasma. They do a couple of red herrings, beat up Akira Tozawa whilst El Hio is, you know, Fantasma can't get to him because he's locked in his car. 
uh, and also like yeah he's a he's, he's come from lucha underground where this happens he'd learned the trade uh, exactly, yeah. yeah we we shall see i just want to point out because uh got a couple of photos from WWE, like this spot oh, oh. the oh. kind of kind of roll into a german suplex like kashida's a beast man like it's only he's a matter of so time good. before something huge happens for him yeah what a match loved it can't wait for the final yeah, it was so fast-paced as well. They barely stopped the whole time. It was just spot, 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 spot. That's the great thing about having a triple threat like this is one person can be having a breather while the other two do some mental spots, and then another person comes in and they can just keep going and rotate out. It's it was a it was a great match. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but something else. Uh, speaking of uh, Johnny Gargano beforehand about baby faces and all that stuff, he's a big old heel now. Yeah, so he is. heel. In fact, he's changed his theme music. Goodness me. And it is heel theme music. It is, you know, kind of a, a slow metal theme song. And I will say, I, I, I thought it was good. I don't think it's as good as his Rebel Heart theme song because that's great. When he turns babyface again and he goes back to Rebel Heart, that pop is going to be great. The first time someone hears the Rebel Heart theme song come back on, people are going to be like, good, Johnny, he's back. <laughs> I um, I like I like both of them having the same theme. I think that's mm. that's smart. Like him and Candice both. Like because um, yeah, they they really are pushing them as uh, as a, as a tag team. Seems to be. Um, we were talking about the in your house. Uh, obviously, the special that's coming up very very shortly. A week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We thought it could be a mixed tag. Uh, it seems to be not the case because Candice is going to be going up against Mia next week and then we're going to have Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the, oh, for the North American Championship on TakeOver. Oh, yes, please. Um, unfortunately, we did have to get to that via this, which... Yeah. Oh, no! Yeah, it was bad, wasn't it? Like so, actual bad. Yeah, Actual like- bad comedy from NXT. Like Gargano and Larray came out, cut a promo saying they're great and all that jazz. And uh, Johnny beat, who was it? I think I've got it written down. Oh, he said, they were saying that they want to give opportunities to young people. And, you know, he's still thinking that he's the baby face. He's like, we just want to give opportunities to people that deserve it. So he brings out uh, uh, Morris, uh, Adrian Alanis. Yeah. Who, you know, and he beats him in like 30 seconds because, of course, he does. He goes for a handshake and then, you know, dukes him out and punches him and beats him with the Gargano escape. Uh, what I will say quickly, just before we move on to Miriam and Keith Lee, is I feel like Johnny, as this new heel character, could do with a new finisher, or at least a different variation of the Gargano escape. I think just because it's so intrinsically linked to happy memories with people, because he did that you know, with the crutch on Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver New Orleans, and it's what him and uh, Ciampa were using against... Um, uh, the revival when they won the tag titles, like the Gargano escape just has so many happy memories associated with it. Mm. I, I think he needs to change it up when he's a heel into something that looks a bit more like brutal. Maybe he can change it up to, you know, make it look stronger in some way. I can't, I don't, I'm not a wrestler. I don't know off the top of my head, but something that would make it feel a bit more heelish. Cause right now he's just kind of still doing the Gargano escape and nothing's really changed. So I, Personally, I'd like to see him change up to something a little bit different. 
Yeah, it's like when um, uh, Neville turned heel and he stopped doing the Red Arrow and focused mm. more on the Brutalizer. And that was just like, oh, yeah, it's a real character shift for him. Whereas, yeah, Johnny's been doing it. I mean, that's the thing. is like it does look really painful. So, like, mm. he's just kind of scowling when he does it now, which makes it heel. I think he needs, like, a high-impact, sneaky, awful, like, impact finisher. Like, maybe something like a super kick to the back of the head or something like that. Like a proper... Mm proper like a nasty piece of work kind of move um yeah like i like i love candice larae's uh i can't remember what it's called i think it's like the wicked stepsister or something, something like, that. like that yeah something like that you know the one where she basically just yeah murders you by pulling your head back and then just stamping your head into the canvas like i think johnny needs something like that mm, yeah that'd be really really cool uh but then it led into what we alluded to before some bad comedy. Um, mm. It was Mia Yim and Keith Lee uh, mocking uh, Gargano and the Rays promo in their house that they did. And it wasn't very funny, which is really unfortunate. Uh, Keith Lee brought some flowers on the table, which were fake. And Mia Yim was like, oh, it's like the Garganos because they're uh, fake. Uh, uh, and then they mocked the effects they used by shining a torch in their face. And then Yim was saying that Larray's a bitch or something. I don't know. It was it, it wasn't a good promo in and of itself as well. And then she was saying that Candice Ray can't cook because she can only do takeaway. And then Tegan Knox comes in with a pizza that's almost all eaten. And then she puts it down on the table and says, I ate most of it. And then Keith Lee just goes, There's only one slice left. This isn't good enough. I, if it sounds bad, that's because it is. It it's it wasn't funny, which is such a shame for especially someone like Keith Lee, who is so naturally charismatic and so naturally funny. He doesn't even have to say something funny to be funny because he's that charismatic. He can just say something in a way that makes it funny. And this just screamed of main roster scripting. This was mm. just like, like, it's a proper main roster segment, this. And it, it's really, it just jarred so much with what NXT does on a week to week basis. I know. So it like, for me, when I talk about Drake Maverick being like a refreshing kind of baby face, this is the kind of baby face shtick that like I expect from WWE making mm. fun of their opponents with like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, y like you can't cut jibes at your opponent. It's just like, oh, Johnny Gargano, I've got his new action figure. It's the only action figure that he makes, which is a one-to-one -one scale because Johnny's short. And it's like, yeah. all right, like, I don't, I want you to fight. Don't practice your tight five. I, I thought it was a shame. Uh, like you said, it screamed of main roster. And between this and the Newly Bro show, don't want it. Don't want it mm -hmm. in my NXT. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, and well, look, it, no one bats, you know, 100. It, Keith Lee is amazing. Mia Yim's very good. Uh, the Garganos are great. Uh, I've no doubt that their takeover match is going to be fantastic. Just, yeah, less of this. Just didn't need it. Just didn't no. need it. All you need to do is just say it's Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano and I'm in. It's, that's all you need. You Why don't need any of this. It? Also, yeah. then it led into Tegan Knox just randomly appearing during... <laughs> I forgot about this. It's so contrived, man. So yeah, because she was randomly in that segment, it led to her randomly being back here. And it's just like, so are we going to go with Tegan versus Candice? Is this the feud going forward? This is a weird way to get into this. Yeah. Like it's so convoluted because it, it was a, a, a 
was it sorry was it Shotzi a tag versus match? Raquel it was Shotzi versus Raquel sorry I thought it was a tag match there were so many bloody people involved so it was yeah it was yeah Shotzi versus Raquel Gonzalez Dakota Kai was at ringside and then at one point Dakota Kai hijacked Shotzi's tank and then Tegan Knox came out and pushed Kai out so I guess that feud's still carrying on even though it's been finished three times already well not really because then the match King came back after the break and Tegan was on one side of the ring and uh Dakota Kai was on the other so they weren't even like oh we can't keep our hands off each other we got to fight they were just like oh now I'm out here managing Shotzi Blackheart it's like yeah what and then uh -huh. it's just like oh Candice came out because Candice saw you doing the weird pizza angle <laughs> before and Candice was like girl we need to talk about how you do these backstage promos because you're making us all look bad and <laughs> then and then just before that Shotzi Blackheart almost killed herself with a springboard coffin drop. <laughs> God, yes, she did. <laughs> like, I actually like this match. I thought Shotzi mm, is a is, totally. she's cool, cool character. She's got a tank. That's a, that's a, that's all you need. That's all the hook you need. Her and Raquel yeah. did a, a couple of fun things. Like, I didn't think the match was was terrible. And then, yeah, she just did a uh, she did a springboard uh, Darby Allen to the outside. They didn't really either. They caught did either they didn't catch her or they caught her too low and she flipped over onto her neck. But like, yeah, that looked real bad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she did not stay like flat as she jumped out. It wasn't like a Darby Allen. You just jump out and you stay flat the whole time. She jumped out and started rotating. It's like, oh, that's that's just a recipe for disaster, that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she ne nearly landed straight on her neck, which was horrible. Um, but yeah, and then it got into the convoluted side of the match. Candice Ray came out. Lots of people brawling. Candice Ray was sent back to the back, but Tegan Knox wasn't. And then there was a distraction from Kai and then Gonzalez won. And then Tegan Knox cleared the ring of Kai and Gonzalez afterwards to take care of Shotzi, even though there was two of them and one of them. Whatever. It, sure. Yeah, it happened. It was a convoluted way to set up a feud. Hopefully it leads into a good feud, though. I'd be well into seeing Tegan Knox versus Candice Ray if that's what they want to do. I think it would be a great feud. Yeah. Hopefully it's just better content than this. Yeah, it's just like NXT normally just builds in a different way. You know what this reminded mm -hmm. me of? Didn't even remind me of main roster. This reminded me of WCW. Oh, like someone, I knew you were going to say it. Someone being out there just like in a match they had no real part of. And in a like a random mention in a segment leading to someone else coming out. And they're like a double run-in, but neither of them was really a run-in. Then there was a distraction finish. Like too many, too many cooks. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it before as well in the last couple of weeks. Something like, uh, you know, when, when Swerve was cutting a promo backstage being like, oh, imagine if I lost every match in this tournament and then that brought out Tony Nese in the match to to attack him later on. We've seen it happen a few times recently. So I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried, Adam. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> NXT is it. still good. NXT is still good. There's yeah, load, like, it is. There's, there were like at least three really good matches on this show. That's but, true. You know, yes. just like we, we, you know, we've been burned in the past by, by terrible things happening in promotions that we used to like. So we just, we're just a little, we're keeping an eye out. That's all we're doing. Cautious. That's, that's, all, that's all this is. Yeah, uh, but speaking of good matches, uh, we had uh, Rhea Ripley teaming with Io Shirai to take on uh, Charlotte Flair and a mystery partner who turned out to be Chelsea Green. Mm -hmm. um, and this, I was surprised at the Chelsea Green pick, not necessarily like disappointed or anything. I was like, oh, that's OK, sure. Why not? Um, and uh, the match itself, I thought, was really, really good. Uh, some really cool spots in there. I thought everyone, pretty much everyone looked really good by the end of this match. 
Uh, and I think the right person won as well. Hot take. Uh, you could have said that Char uh, that Chelsea Green was there to take the pin here, but Charlotte rolling up Io Shirai using her feet on the ropes. She's such a heel, man. It's it's great. It was great work from her. It was great work from Rhea and Io. I thought Chelsea Green looked much better than she has before in this match as well. She had a really cool suicide dive at one point uh, to the outside, which looked really, really good. Lot of really like fast pace out the ropes. Um, interestingly, though, I don't even know if you know this one. After NXT went off the air uh, in a WWE.com exclusive, Chelsea Green just kind of got rid of Robert Stone. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what? Why? 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 Yeah. Didn't, didn't like, he get you the match with Charlotte? Was she won? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, which I I don't, I haven't I haven't seen the backstage exclusive, but I've just seen the headlines of like, you know, Chelsea Green fires Robert Stone and all that stuff. It, I'm so confused because they they just put them together. They didn't explain who Robert Stone was or what the Robert Stone brand was. They didn't explain what he was doing or why he was doing anything. They didn't give him a chance to get over. They didn't let him explain anything, and now they've just kind of gotten rid of him, which is again. It's a bit main roster. It's a bit WCW, this. I, I, I don't like it. It's, I'm very confused by this whole thing. I did not know that. That's a shame. I thought he's a, I think yeah. like he's a, he's a good heel prop. Uh, he really. gave Chelsea Green a bit of an identity, like an entitled, you know, needs a management team sort of thing. Like I, I, I was quite, I, I was waiting for it to build because it was a new act. But yeah, that surprises me because he's been featured on most weeks as well, like dropping in on an Aaliyah match and seeing where that goes. Like that strikes me as, ah, that's weird. Yeah, very strange. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whether this is just an angle to get to maybe get him on someone else or for them to have an angle together between Chelsea Green and Robert Stone, whether, you know, Robert Stone is trying to essentially like win her back and try and, you know, manage her again or something. I don't know whether they're just trying to give him a character from here would be great because right now he doesn't really have one. He just comes out and introduces Chelsea Green and that's it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully if this gives him something to do, that'd be great. If they're just getting rid of him, that seems a little bit harsh. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we had um, Gargano and LeRae backstage. Gargano saying that he wants to take the North American title away from Keith Lee at TakeOver. Yes, please. <sighs> that would be great. Uh, and LeRae saying she wants to face Medium next week. Uh, we had uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream has been made official for TakeOver. This was in a promo with Adam Cole and William Regal. They had some negotiations via Zoom. Um, and uh, Cole saying that Undisputed Era should get another tag title shot, which they never spoke about again. And saying that Dream should shouldn't be getting in his ring ever. And then the stipulation was made that Dream's gonna get one more shot at takeover, but if he loses, he'll never be able to challenge for the NXT championship again while Cole is champion. Um I still think Cole's gonna win that match. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I that's not convinced me that Dream's gonna win this at all. This is going to be Possibly another cinematic match because uh, yes. William Regal said, uh, I, I will find a location befitting the spotlight that you two clearly deserve, um, which is, yeah, is I don't know what that is. He's from Blackpool. It's the North. <laughs> you leave me alone. Um, but he's, uh, I think he's from Blackpool. Uh, no, he yeah, is. He is. He's, he's always been he building Blackpool ending. Yeah, but yeah. So he said that they're going to find. It's going to shoot on location, basically, which I assume mm. like 
it wouldn't really make sense for them to shoot like in the same warehouse that Champa Gargano did because it's not that kind of feud. It's are they going to be in like it's not going to be a novelty location because that's not William Regal's style. He's not going to do it on like a Prince soundstage. <laughs> it's I, not like I I don't know what they're going to do, but a big part of me is think there's going to be some wacky shenanigans from Velveteen Dream. He'll have some, like, he'll click his fingers and there'll be a spotlight and then he'll click his fingers. And then he'll be somewhere else in a different spotlight. It's going to be all wacky and weird. Probably something to do with that. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but it's cool. They're doing another cinematic match. I think they, you know, the track record speaks for them. They've had really good cinematic matches so far in WWE. They haven't really put a foot, foot wrong with them so far. So I can't judge him too harshly right now. I think I'll have to wait and see how it goes. But yes, it does seem like Dream Cole is going to be a cinematic match for um, TakeOver. I'm um, here which... for it. That's fine oh, by totally. me. totally. Yeah. Uh, which means then, would you think that would be the main event of the show? Or do you yes. think they'd, they'd give that to something else? Um, well, just looking at it, I don't know what else would be the main. Like, Gargano we... Lee is probably yeah. going to be the opener. Um, Maybe. I don't think the women's triple threat is quite maybe maybe because of Charlotte that mm. they might close with that because that has been a featured spot. So if it's not going to be the cinematic match, uh, I would say it's probably going to be the, the women's triple threat. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be this. Uh, I like it. No. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be that. I'd be surprised. Um, I think we're pretty much going to get Imperium versus uh, Lorcan and Birch. Uh, they had a little, uh, they had a little vignette earlier in the night where they went to the pub. They went to the pub. You can How, do. You that can't do Birch. that. It's lockdown. The pub. I miss the pub. Why can't I go to the pub? Yeah, I want allowed the pub. to. If I can't. And I... they went to the pub and got pints of water. Yeah, oh God. that was the bit that really bugged me. Like, I really liked this video package. I loved hearing, I think this is the first time we've heard Danny Birch talking ever in NXT. And I really like the characters they've got. They're just like, we like fighting, lol, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they went to the pub and they got pints of water. I was like, guys, you had one job. Just <laughs> give them beer. It's not hard. Like, it just the fits idea. the character so well. The idea that Danny Birch would go to a pub and get a pint of water. How dare you? What what kind of fools do you take us for? <laughs> Look at the man. He was looked like he was born with a pint of Guinness in his hand. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I really like the characters they've got. And the video package gave them a lot of character, which I really liked. Uh, yeah, Ch Champa destroyed Leon Ruff in a, in a squash match. And then it's going to be Champa Cross at TakeOver, which we knew. And then it was the Riddle Thatcher main event uh, fight pit. Pit fight, for pipe fit, that one, <laughs> cage fight. Uh, it. Yeah, it, uh, I thought this was a really good show. I really liked it. I know it. We, I feel like we've been quite whingy about it in terms of like the the Lee stuff and you know the convoluted booking and Robert Stone and all that stuff. But overall, it was a really good show. I'm super excited for Takeover, and I think this show helped that. I'm I'm super looking forward to a lot of these matches. All of these matches. Let's be real. Uh, and, and I'm still looking forward to next week as well when we get stuff like Yim versus LeBray, mm. which despite the promo this week, I am still very much looking forward to. So, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't fold it. It's a, it was a great show. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it. We, we nitpick because very often the good stuff is not necessarily the most interesting to talk about. Like 
there's not much you can say like about a good match other than and then this move happened and this move happened and this move happened. So we tend to pick up the the stuff that we find kind of confusing because that's a little bit more of a fertile uh, like ground for conversation. But yeah, NXT is a good episode of NXT this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot throw in your house. I think it looks like a great show. Uh, yeah. Really looking forward to it, and yeah, looking forward to seeing. So, what are the big hooks for next week's NXT? You got Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. Is uh, there I, anything else? I don't know if they're doing the finals uh, for the Cruiserweight tournament. I would have thought they'd have saved that for Takeover, um, but I, I don't think they've announced it either way yet. Uh, they did announce on the show that there's going to be some sort, of basically, video packages for. Um, the triple threat and for cross champer, I believe, or maybe it was dream car, one of the two, but there's going to have essentially like, uh, well, what did they call it? Something like laser focus or, you know, some WWE name about it, where it's going to be big, like documentary style uh, surrounding these matches for next week, which should be interesting to watch and should, you know, WWE are very good at video packages. probably going to make me quite excited for the match. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there were any kind of big, matchups aside from yim laray um but i mean they've already built to take over let's be real so i'm already there so I, they don't really have too much else to do so as we brilliantly set up in the intro to this podcast both had a bad night yesterday mm. but, well you know Quizomania being Quizomania, what time did you actually finish yesterday? I, I I stopped watching after the uh, after the main show. I didn't stick around for the post show. Didn't stick around for the post I'm, show. I'm sorry. You I had to sleep. It. I had things to do, like write the news and watch NXT. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, so <laughs> it yeah, it was it was a good show. We finished before midnight. Uh, it well, was actually good. shorter than last week's even, and that's including with five guests on because I I I made sure that with the five guests that we were going to have enough ra- like the right rounds that we could just actually kind mm-hmm. of speed through them. Still have the same amount of like kind of stuff happening, but just it's not that's my line. Also, I didn't invite mm. you on, Pete, so you didn't take. You yeah, know, that's true. Yeah, would have added drive a bus through between every question. Mm. Yeah, I, d- I did notice at one point that you were just like speeding through the super chats because I think at one point one of the one of the people super chatted in to ask what was it something the best and worst finishers and everyone took forever to answer it and I was like <laughs> he's definitely not going to do that again and like every super chat from then on you were just like my answer next question <laughs> ask it to anyone else I am the main event now yeah. so I we finished in good time and i was mm. like in bed probably about half 12 which you know it, it's late but it's not because like we we start work at about 10 so as long as yeah, you start well, work at about 10 i do <laughs> i do start work at 10 i have the main event so yeah i was just like okay i'll be up at you know 10 to start watching nxt that's that's fine i'll get my eight hours and then uh so like i said bit of whinging get that out of the way uh we live in a lovely flat my partner and i uh the only problem is the walls are mega thin no no one's fault but the contractors basically Mm. it's big warehouse space which has been converted into lots of flats unfortunately they converted it on the cheap so the walls are tissue thin which means we can hear everything that everyone does normally that's not a problem because we kind of like we deal with each other it's fine like if we have to go over and say hey it's a bit late do you mind keeping it down we do that anyway what happened was last night for the first time ever uh our neighbor decided to run the washing machine at one 
in the bastard morning. So that kept me awake probably until about half two going on three. Uh, I, for some reason, my body clock woke up at like nine or like half eight and I couldn't really get back to sleep because I was already kind of grumpy and tired. So my, I had a headache or so I'd had a drink at Quizomania. So I am in a terrible way. Um, <laughs> Holly, my partner, woke me up apparently in the middle of the night because I was snoring. Uh, so I eventually, I, obviously I did get some sleep and apparently I'm, I think I was having a rage dream because I was so angry about being kept up. Uh, Holly, prodded me while she was snoring uh she's and I kind of like grumbled or something and she said sorry and I told her don't ever apologize to me again and she was like what and I said uh, she said no but you were snoring and I said that's no effing excuse <laughs> and I don't remember saying this at all um but like I, I think I was having a lucid dream about being angry at my neighbor and like Holly <laughs> just prodded me awake in the night because I was snoring and apparently I went off on one and I don't remember doing it needless to say I apologize in the morning for my um, brain uh but yeah so that's brilliant. that's that's why I'm in a in a in a rough spot how about you mm. Pete Oh, well, you know, yesterday was okay. I got to bed a little bit later than I normally do anyway, just because I was watching Quizzlemania. I Thanks, normally dude. like to go to bed because I start work not at 10. I start work much earlier. I start work at about 7. So I normally am getting up at around half 6, 6 to half 6 normally, uh, to then start looking for new stories and start helping Ollie write the news in the mornings at about 7, half 7. Uh, so I normally like to get to bed at around 10. So then I can get a solid eight hours in for six to half six. Uh, a bit late, Quizzlemania. Got to bed at about midnight, half midnight. You know, it's a bit late. Uh, but then woke up this morning at about half four, quarter five, uh, with just incredibly bad back pain. And I have no idea where it came from. I don't know if I was sleeping awkwardly or what it what it was but it's not like lower back pain either it's like upper back pain but it doesn't feel muscular but it's also not a trapped nerve i don't know what it is it's very very strange i i, I just couldn't get back to sleep i was in a lot of pain and i oh, i man. messaged ollie this morning i was just sitting at my desk just writing news i was like i can't sit here i need to keep getting up and like stretching and moving and sitting back down for a bit writing five more minutes of news and then getting up and stretching again oh it, it was not good this morning. So in order to do this, I've just uh, I've popped some painkillers. <laughs> so hopefully that will see me through. God, just that a, was just a bunch of old men, aren't we? Yeah, I know. We're terrible. God. It's, <laughs> yeah. Me not getting my eight hours apparently results in excruciating pain. So, you know, what's me more not getting that? me not getting my eight hours results in me being a grumpy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Is it grumpy or are you just being like, overly nice of like being like don't apologize for something you shouldn't apologize no, for apparently not no, apparently not no. apparently i was i was a real <laughs> i was really angry real like, ang yeah. like in my yeah in my like a lucid dream weird anger i've never experienced that before mm. that's that's insane like I, I occasionally talk in my sleep but i've not had like a full-on conversation i don't remember <laughs> including a side of my personality that i don't <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> Yeah, my um, my lady partner who, uh, when I woke up at like half or five, she was still awake. She'd not been asleep yet. And then as I was waking up, she just turned to me really enthusiastic. She's been like, cup of tea. I was like, what? And I've just woken up. I'm trying to get my bearings, taking in my pain and stuff. And I was like, just 
stop <laughs> just give me a, <laughs> give me a minute I need, to, I need to wake up first oh god it was yeah it was a morning uh, but I'll tell you what though quiz last night luke breaking the triple digit barrier i was rooting for him so hard and that a-hole Sean coming back in and getting the trophy back I was so upset I've seen especially uh because I think it was it was genuinely like three answers in paper feud that he got off that Sean got off the back of someone else's guess mm-hmm. um if Luke had got if Luke had got both of his ones right I think Luke would have been like like one or two points behind Sean mm-hmm. um so like if it, if it was the three point if it was the three questions that Sean got off the back of someone else, then actually Luke might have won the whole yeah. thing, <laughs> which is, uh, it, it's, you hate to see it, but then again, Sean is the biggest heel in the history of Quizzlemania. So. Of course, yeah. And, you know, we can't have a babyface champion for long. It's like WWE. They'll give us something nice. You know, we'll get the Kofi win, but then it just gets stripped away from us. You know, we've got, we had the Luke win, big babyface, nice feels. And uh, yeah, now it's gone. But still, like a, a phenomenal showing by by Luke. Oh. In any other in any other week, it would have been a, a landslide. But unfortunately, Absolutely. yeah, it was not not to be this week. But we all, we shall see for next Quizomania whether or not Luke can regain that crown. And uh, mm. yeah, uh, it's our big it's our big tenth episode. So. I know the big one zero or well, it, is it? Is that a quote from The Simpsons when it goes, "It's uh, your big ten zero? Is that big ten zero? Like that, that's a quote. I think. I'm not sure. I think but it's when we'll you know to... when you know when Mo turns the uh, turns Mo's into a restaurant, and uh, um, uh, it's good, 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 good. Hmm, sounds Uncle, Uncle good. Mo's Uncle Mo's family. Uncle feed Mo's time. family feed time. That's the one. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think the Flanders is are there, and Ned turns to Rod or Todd, one of them, and just goes, "Now get what you like. It's your big ten O." For some reason, that's just really come to the forefront of my mind. It's a really obscure. I know. Really obscure one. Yeah, that's... Mm. Anyway, sorry, my brain is just completely frazzled today. No, uh, I don't have fine. any emails to read out, unfortunately. I've got one, but I'm saving it for SmackDown because it's about Datsun. So it's important to read him out about that. Um, it's a mercy, really. I think we could all just do with a nap. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, we should probably get out of here, honestly. And just maybe get some sleep. I think, I think that's the plan. Uh, I'm going to well, grumble into a cup of tea. Yeah. Oh God, a cup of tea would be great right now. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, hope you enjoyed this ra- episode of the Wrestle Talk Rant Cast. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we got the AEW review uh, from Ollie and Luke uh, today as well. We're going to have SmackDown as well. And we're back into the cycle. We're building to uh, take over in your house and to backlash the week after. Yay! Loads of shows. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.